What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi. Today is Monday, March 18th, 2013. You guys are listening to episode 103, and uh, again, very late, but uh, had no choice and uh, didn't want to miss a uh, didn't want to miss a week. So, just putting it out when I can, and um, going away this week. I'm going to be on the road, I'm going to be in Indianapolis, and I'm going to be in Minnesota this weekend, so I'm going to do it from um, my hotel, which will actually, believe it or not, be easier because of how busy I was at home, so I'll have a lot of downtime in the hotel room before the shows, and I will get out 104 on um, either Friday night or Saturday afternoon, and uh, bring my equipment with me, so we'll get back on track. But I uh, got a great episode uh, 103 for you guys today. Again, I apologize for it being late. Once again, the Verzi Effect podcast show is sponsored by the awesome and uh, epic app you can get on uh, on your iPhone, Butterfly Radio. Download the free Butterfly Radio app on your iPhone today. It gives you access to talk to all of your favorite podcasts. Um, via audio message up to five minutes and um, you know you send a personalized message to your favorite podcast and the podcast will get right back to you uh, also register on butterfly radio and um, you could get if you but if you register on butterflyradio.com you could get your own podcast on there okay put your own pictures up register get your own podcast get multiple podcasts but download the free app as well like I said you send an audio message to your favorite podcast, and they can get, uh, they can send it right back to you, and, and it's a personal, it's a personal thing. So uh, you go back and forth and talk to your favorite podcast, and get back to you. So Butterfly Radio sponsors the Verzi Effect. Very happy to have them aboard as always, and let's get into this episode. Okay, uh, it was a really kind of crazy week for me. Um, for some reason, starting early last week, I had this fucking stomach thing. And it wasn't enough to get me sick, and it wasn't enough to get me miserable. It was just enough to annoy me for about four days. So for four days, I got this queasy stomach, and I'm just, oh my God, I don't know what it was. Like I was like, I almost just was like, can I just throw up already? Or, or, or something because it, it just my stomach was just unsettled. Something was wrong. I don't know if it was something that I ate. I don't know what was going on. Then I noticed that my son, he wasn't sick, sick, but he just wasn't right. So I'm thinking, okay, whatever he got from his daycare or whatever, because he missed daycare. I'm like, I have this. So there, there's a problem here. Something's going on here, and it's in my stomach. So then the next day, it was kind of less, and I'm like, all right, let me try to you know, just eat some bland shit, make my, you know, settle my damn stomach. Then the next day was a little less, and then I start feeling better. I even played basketball with it, and it went away, and I'm like, fine, maybe it's gone, but then the next day a little queasy. Then I had an episode that when I had this happen, I was like, this is like a movie. I got to talk about this shit on the podcast. I go food shopping. Uh, well, I just went to the supermarket to pick up a couple of things. I wasn't going like full-fledged shopping. My wife sent me out. We needed some things, and I was just like, you know what? Let me go. I'll go. I'll get the stuff that we need. You know, it was a certain thing just for a certain dinner. So I'm walking around, and <laughs> I'm in the supermarket, and all of a sudden, my stomach kind of just goes to the next level, and I was like, man, this is... And I was almost ready to check out. You know, I was I was done. I was like, okay, I'm going to check out of here, go home. You know, maybe I have to go to the bathroom. And then all of a sudden, having to go to the bathroom went to another level. Like, my stomach started going, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is really bad. I need a toilet right now. It was like the scene from Dumb and Dumber with Jeff Daniels where my stomach just started rumbling and it felt like everything I was going through in the week <laughs> was just ready. It, like the volcano was just ready to go and it was really bad because I, all I needed was like I think one or two more items and I was going to check out. And I remember I was on the phone with my brother and he was telling me something important. He was telling me something that, you know, going on in his life. And I was really trying to be, you know, attentive. I was trying to listen to what he was saying. And it was an important thing for him. And I just said to him, I was like, look, man, I got I to gotta call you back. And I got off the phone with him. I'm in a supermarket. And like, when do you go to the restroom in a supermarket? Never. 
Never go to a fucking restaurant, uh, a restroom in the supermarket. But I was like, I have to. Then it got to the point where I was literally, it got such, I got into such a panic and it was so bad that I had to put my cart of shit on the side. And I'm saying to myself, there is a probably a 25% chance right now that I am going to shit all over myself and all over the floor. I'm sorry, people. I don't mean to be graphic, but I'm just being honest. I'm like, there is a chance I am going to shit all over my pants and then it's going to fly out of the legs of my pants and it's going to be on the floor of this fucking thing and it's probably going to be the most embarrassing thing. I like went into a full-fledged panic. Like I was waddling around like a duck. It was like a scene from a movie. I'm like, holy shit, here's the stomach pains. Here's the problem. It's going to get ugly right now. So I, it was like a godsend, like the heavens. I made a turn and all of a sudden I look up and like you never see this... I just see the green sign. It says restrooms with an arrow this way. (laughs) And I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up for the podcast. I wouldn't even talk about this on the podcast if it wasn't a good story. Everything I'm about to tell you happened. Yeah, The whole story happened. So I finally get there and I go in. And the door's open and I'm like, yes. And nobody's at the stall and I'm like, yes. And then there's one toilet in there. And I'm already grossed out because I don't like to go to the bathroom unless I'm home. You know, or alone in private, a hotel that's nice, you know, something clean. I'm in a fucking supermarket. Don't get me wrong, a supermarket's really nice, but you're in a restroom, you know, it's where all the employees go. (laughs) So I'm in there and I try to get into the toilet and it's locked and I have to, and I had to look down underneath. I had to look down underneath, but I couldn't really bend down because I thought I, I was going to shit all over the place. <laughs> so I'm like doing this like half-ass bend to do everything I can to just fight to get to the crack of the bottom where the floor and the stall, you know, in between the floor and the stall. And I see these this pair of Nikes sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, you got to be kidding me. So then I walk out of the bathroom and somebody else walks in, and I'm like, shit, I hope they're not online, so I have to poke my head in, <laughs> and they were at the urinal, so I was like, all right, cool, now I'm like, fuck it, I'm just gonna stay right by the door so people know I'm next, and I just, the guy doesn't come out, the guy doesn't come out, and I'm going, oh my god, man, this guy's, you know, this guy's in there going to the bathroom, who knows what's going on, so I'm walking around, and he's not out yet, and I'm just like, this is unbelievable, like, to have to hold it in, and you know the way you know, like, your body knows when it's time to go, so, like, you start getting ready, and I just had to hold it, even, uh, the stomach pains, like, somebody was stabbing me, the gas pains, I was like, this has to, like, all this, like, you know, I just gotta get this, whatever this sickness is, or whatever the hell has been fucking with my stomach all week, you know, I think this is the time, Finally, the guy gets out, and I see him walk out, and he walks out, and I go in there, but now I'm grossed out that there's a guy in there, but there's no turning back. I can't I can't get in the car and go home. There's no way. Like, there's no way. I couldn't even check out. I wouldn't have been able to check out the food, so I didn't even care about my cart. I remember that the, the, the things that I had in the cart, and I'm like, listen, if they move my cart or somebody takes my cart, whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to have to, I'll get another cart. I don't care. I just need to get this out of me. So I go in, but the problem is I'm really like crazy about the toilet being clean. So I overdo it, but it was really hard because bending down was hard and all this, but I'm like, I don't care. So I'm taking all the paper and I'm wiping everything down. And then they also had the thing that you pull out that covers, you know, that like, it's like that 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 tissue paper or whatever, but it's it's like the toilet. It's shaped like the toilet. So I put two of those on after wiping the entire thing down. Overly wiped it, wiped everything, wiped, made sure that there was no part of my body that was going to be touching anything that anybody else touched. So finally, when I get that down, I sit down and I unleash hell. I mean, oh my god. I, like I felt the life and the blood and the energy just come back into my body and my face it felt amazing you know it was kind of like when you throw up and you feel better I hope nobody's listening to this while they're eating uh this is probably the grossest Versi effect opening ever but I just got to be honest this is how my week started and I like to give you guys the details <laughs> So I just, I'm just going, man. And, um, you know, my wife is texting me, where are you? And all kinds of stuff. And, uh, you know, I get through it, you know, sat there, like just made sure that 
you know, I, I, everything was done, and, you know, I, I locked it. Nice thing was, it was kind of private. It wasn't, like, where people could see. And I'm just, like, done. And, you know, I get out of there after after doing that. And I walk back, and my card is there, and everything is fine. And uh, I just feel better. And my wife is like, are you okay? What's going on? And I said, listen, I had an incident. And I shouldn't have texted her I had an incident. Because now she's thinking, did he get into a fight? Like, an incident could mean anything. You know, did somebody come in and fucking start something? You know. Um, but anyway, the funniest part about the story I thought was when I got to my when I got to the uh, line to check out all my stuff, and you know, when when I was done, the cashier was the guy who was in the toilet before me. <laughs> I swear to you, people, the cashier. I mean, you can't write this shit. I, I, and I'm looking, I'm noticing, and like, I, I think, I, I don't know if I tried to look at his sneakers, but I remember when he walked out, I looked at his face, and believe me, I remembered who this person was, because this person was preventing me from doing something that I needed to do, so that's pretty much how my, uh, my week started out, a bad stomach issue, and then it kind of resolved itself, unfortunately, in the supermarket, and now I feel great, I think my stomach is resolved, and um, all that stuff is, is past me. So, um, you know, and then I did a show, uh, stand up New York, had a nice time there. And then, um, a really, really great, great weekend. I'm coming off of working with the, the absolutely hilarious, probably one of the best, like I have like a top five people in comedy that I love to work with, that I love to watch, you know, uh, just talk and, and, and complain about things The people that I just truly find hilarious. And Jim Florentine is one of them. Um, listening to Jim Florentine complain about things is pro is, is in my, is just in the top of the, of my list of, of things that I like in comedy. I mean, the guy just, you know, is just so funny, the things about, and he's so deadpan and he, he's such a master of fucking with people and keeping a straight face and getting people riled up while he keeps a straight face and he, he's a, he's a master at it. Like he is, like we've all pranked people and stuff, but I, I honestly, in all the years I've been doing comedy and meeting people that can do it, he's the Jordan. I'm telling you, he's the Jordan of it. And he got me. He just, oh, he fucking got me, man. Like he got me. To, I was going nuts. And I, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. But we were at Levity Live, West Nyack, New York. Great shows. They said that it could be a hard weekend because of St. Patrick's Day. And you know what? Thursday, I've been to Levity a lot, it was a packed out Thursday, up to the second deck, um, you know, uh, second show Friday was great, first show Friday wasn't bad, like, but the numbers were really good um, for the weekend, both shows Saturday, up to the second deck, second level, which is not much more room before it gets sold out, and um, it was just a great, it, it was just a great weekend, uh, Jesse May Peluso, a friend of mine, comic that I see a lot in the city, she was hosting the show, um, you know, I featured, Jim was closing it out and it was just a great time. Great staff and everything like that. Um, rowdy crowd on Thursday. It was, it was a really weird Thursday because it was, oh, it was insanely packed and it was a first for me in comedy where they were really chatty and they were really rowdy and they were heckling people, but I was on stage and it was the first time in my career where I would kill with a bit. And I mean kill. Like, I'm not going to lie to you people, man. I had a great week. Like, I fucking, you know, like, I, I had really great shows and, 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 you know, the new material. I did a ton of new material and it was working. And it was a great time. But Thursday's show was a first. And um, I figured out why. Why the, the problem w was what it was. But it was the first time that I would kill with a joke. Clap break everybody going nuts clapping like the room erupting and then right after that when you think okay they're settled down they're gonna listen it just went right back to rowdy it was really like performing in a fucking it was insane i've never had that happen because usually a chatty crowd you know rowdy crowd people yelling people over drinking and stuff like that usually once you start to just kill and you're getting clap breaks 
Like the place is stopping, laughing hard. There's like an eruption in the room of laughter, and then they clap for the joke. Usually when that happens, that's it. The crowd settles down. They wait for the next joke. This is the first time in all the years I've been doing comedy where after that happened, they just kind of just broke out, stayed loud, stayed yelling stuff. It was really weird. So like in one sense, you're like, I'm killing. This is a great set. In the other sense, you're like, but this is just an unruly... You know, you got to be on your toes, and it, it was it was insane. Found out the reason why it happened was because I think in the booth or during the announcements for some reason, something happened where like the, and you shouldn't have to tell people, but I think like the, the, the announcement of please no talking, just something happened where that got lost in the mix. I don't know. And you shouldn't have to tell people. That's a little ridiculous. Hey, don't talk during a show. But it was funny. Never happened before at Levity. And all the times I've been there didn't happen the rest of the weekend. Nothing like that. Just on this Thursday. And it was funny. People left. Oh, that was hilarious. You you know, that, that was so funny. And it, it was just a really kind of nutty, nutty way to start the weekend. But great weekend of shows. People drinking. My wife came out on... Um, my wife came out on uh, Friday night because it was her birthday, and she had a you know a bunch of friends came out, and it was nice. I had people coming up, showing up at every show. Uh, it, it was just a great time, you know, and and it was cool because after my set, I was able to just go and just let just watching Jim complain about shit on stage is so funny. Great time, but these fuckers pranked me, man, and they got me really, really good. Here's what happened: I get to the club. They do early shows on um, on Sunday and first show Saturday. It's like a 7 o'clock show, right? So uh, me being the good husband that I am, my wife's birthday was on the 15th, but um, she always likes to have like a favorite, her favorite dinner. So um, a lot of family wasn't around. It was just me and the kids. So I decided, you know, I'll make her the dinner. You know, before I go. So I was like, we have to have an early Sunday dinner, but I'll make it. And we'll do everything we would normally do for your birthday. But then, unfortunately, I have to leave. But, we'll, you know, I still wanted it to be, like, the same for her. So I cook her the dinner and everything. And uh, by the time I got in the car and got to the club, it's about, like, a quarter to 10 to 10 to 7, right before the show. So I go in the green room. Florentine's on the couch, Jesse May's over to the right, and there's a staff member in there. So we're like, hey, what's going on? I go, hey, what's going on? How's everybody doing? I say, what's up to everybody? I go to the little refrigerator, I grab my water. Show's about to start, and Jim goes, oh, so what's, so what's going on? He goes, and I go, no, nothing, man, you know, just had a decent day. My daughter took a nap, we took a nap and everything. By the way, another cancellation with the real estate thing. Fucking, I'll get into that after. But, so I'm sitting there, and they go, hey, man, we got to tell you, like, I, something happened last night. And I go, what? And the staff member was in on it. I mean, it was done so well. They go, yeah, there was a, real, there was a complaint last night. And I go, what? They go, apparently some woman was really, really upset with the show, you know. And Jim goes, yeah, I got a call from, from my agent. And, you know, Levity is basically, you know owned by, you know, all the improvs in the country, so he's like, yeah, my agent called, and like, there was some cl- complaints about the show last night, and the staff member, the dude who works the, with the door and everything was like, yeah, man, this woman, she just like, she was really upset, she kept saying she wants to talk to somebody higher up, higher up, she, you know, she stormed out of the show, she said it was extremely sexist against women, I said, I'm going, are you fucking serious? That's bullshit. You know, and Jim's like, yeah. And, you know, I was like, well, what jokes? And Jim was like, well, you know, you know, one of my jokes is this, this anal sex joke and the roofies joke. And I was like, did they say anything about any of my jokes? They're like, yeah, well, you know, the one joke you do about women being evil and like women nagging their husbands and everything like that. And I'm like, and Jim's like, yeah, but don't worry, dude. Like, I told my agent, like, I took the heat for it. You know, it's it's my show, and I, and I I took the heat for it. And I, I go, no, dude, I appreciate you doing that, Jim. But fuck that, dude. If there's a big problem and somebody's complaining to like the whole corporation, like the whole shit, fuck that, man. I, I said I, I'll take heat for that too. That's bullshit. This is a comedy club, and I'm pacing around the green room and going, you know something? There needs to be disclaimers. You know, and they're all agreeing, and they're like, yeah, no, it's true. And I go, no, seriously, you're gonna hear things about, you're gonna hear things like that, you know. And I'm like sipping my water fast and I'm pissing. I'm like, I hope this woman is here tonight. I'll go fucking harder at her. I'll go harder. This is bullshit. This is comedy. Are you kidding me? You know, and they are playing this shit 
perfectly, perfectly to the point where I said it to the guy that worked at the club. I go, what does she look like? He goes, oh, you know, a little short woman, you know, short white woman, kind of frumpy. <laughs> he said, he said, kind of frumpy. And then Florentine comes in. He's like, yeah, you know, it's always one of these, you know, white soccer moms. So I was like, so all the improvs know about this? And he's like, well, yeah, you know, they heard. He's like, I don't even think it was like from the people at Levity. I think it came like higher up, all the improvs. And then Jesse May hops in and she goes, yeah, you know, that shit, you know, it spreads fast. People here. And I'm livid. Like, I'm livid to the point where I'm like, you know what, Jim? You're a good dude, and I appreciate you trying to take the rap, but that's bullshit. You tell him that those are my jokes, and I start getting on some, like, gangster shit. Like, I start getting to the point, like, I'm starting to pace around. I'm thinking, like, I'll burn bridges. I don't give a fuck. I'll burn bridges with these clubs like an idiot. I'm just, like, I'm really hot. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. That's the problem with these people today. I start going nuts, right? I'm pacing, like, I wasn't screaming, but I was just kind of like, ah, this is pissing me off, so, he goes, the the sound guy comes in and says to Jesse, man, we're about to start the show, you know, they bring the big screen down, and they get the, they get the, you know, the the video going, and then she goes on stage, probably like, uh, you know, like five after seven, so the staff guy leaves, and Jesse May leaves, and now it's just me and Jim, and I'm sitting there, and I'm talking to him, and I'm like, this is, you know, man, that's crazy, and I, right when I get like really hot or really like into it, he just kind of looks at me and I was like, that's crazy. And he just kind of like shook his head and smirked. And then I go, dude, are you fucking with me? And he just kind of nods his head like, yes. And I was like, oh my God, are you like, they had me going. I was like, are you serious? And I was, I was more, more be, like, I wasn't even upset. I was more impressed. I was truly more impressed with how they did it so good. Like, it was, this shit was like Academy Award. Like, I, you couldn't write the script. Like, they didn't have enough time to do it this good. That's how good it was. So, apparently, before I got there, Florentine's like, you know, we got to fuck with him. We got to fuck with Paul. And I didn't know, obviously, I didn't know. But they only did it like 10 to 15 minutes before I got there. They got their story straight. When I tell you guys, they had me going. I'm like, this is a comedy club. This is this. I'm walking around. I'm thinking, man, I might not work these improvs, but fuck it and, and everything. And then I just went after he told me he was messing with me. I just went into the bathroom of the green room to take a leak. And I just started laughing out loud. And I was like, you guys, that was so good. And the staff wanted it to go all night. Like, they wanted it to go all night. So when uh, Jessie Mae brought me on stage, as she was bringing me on stage, I shook her hand. And she's walking off stage, and I go, I just found out you guys were messing with me. And she was dying laughing when she got off the stage. But um, I'm telling you, Jim Florentine's just the way he can keep it real and straight face and mess with people. I, I would never, like, you got to be careful. That guy, like, I could say, I don't know if he'll ever get me again, but he's so good. Like, you know the way when you get had like that, you're like, that'll never happen again? He's so good, it probably could happen again. Because just the way, you really never know. He's a master of it. I actually saw a DVD that he did with Don Jameson, and it's called Meet the Creeps. And Jim sells them after his show. You have to see the shit that they do. Like, you have to see the uncomfortable, and they never tell the people that it was a prank. So they just leave it uncomfortable. Oh my God, there's one scene, man, he went into a fucking, a real estate, he went into a house to look at a house to buy, and he wanted to check the water pressure, he started taking a shower, and the real estate agent was livid, it was, it was hilarious. And he's like, you got any gel? I think he was like, blow drying his hair, it's hilarious, it's just hilarious. But, uh, yeah, so that's that was the weekend we had. Such a great time to work with friends. Uh, you know, a great staff, a great club, like I always say. And uh, it really sucks the weekend was over because after, you know, we did um, six shows, Thursday through Sunday, we did six shows. And um, I wish I could work with people like that or be with friends like that all the time because it just it, it makes the business and everything that much better. Uh, you know, you're, you're goofing around, you're having fun, and you know you go on stage and you do your thing. But then it's just afterwards you get to watch your friends who you respect do what they do and have a great time doing it. You know, you eat great food. The chef is great. The, the people, everybody from the door to the bartenders, the staff. So it, it was it was just a a great time and thank you i had actually people show up almost like somebody showed up almost to every show you know like that one show my my wife and her friends i had people off of my facebook and, and twitter come out um 
you know, comedian friends of mine showed up. My, my brother showed up on Sunday. Just people just coming out, hopping in the crowd to, to watch these great shows in this great room. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'll actually be at Levity this week. I'll do the plugs at the end of the show. But awesome time. And I highly recommend it. Go to their website and everything and check it out. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, was, it, it ended up turning out to be a decent weekend for my wife's birthday. Oh, one thing happened. This, you guys, I think you guys will find this interesting because some people want to talk about it. I've talked about it before where I just say, like, it's amazing how, like, you know, like the whole thing with women coming up to you after a show and not even just women, which is just such a shallow thing because they see somebody funny and, and, you know, it's ridiculous. They want to sleep with you because you're funny. It's hilarious, actually. But, um... Just fans in general who don't have tact and don't know when the conversation afterwards is over. So we're outside, and it figures the one time my wife is there enjoying herself, and she was enjoying herself. Um, She had a friend there, and and she was sitting at the bar. And at the end of the show, the crowd's coming out. The crowd was packed out. It was a great, great show. And people are leaving. And, you know, this girl comes up to me, and she goes, Hey, you know, you were absolutely hilarious. I'd love to get a picture with you if it's okay. I'm like, yeah, of course, you know, so I take a picture, I take a picture with my fans, my, my people that like my stand-up, of course, you know, I'm not going to be a dick like that, uh, but if you're a drunk, you know, idiot, and it, it gets silly, then, you know, obviously, I don't want anything to do with you, so I take a picture with this girl, then another girl comes up, and she's like, hey, you know, you mind if I take a picture, so I start taking pictures, and I'm like, my wife doesn't mind this, you know, she was at the bar, she saw what was going on, she knows this part of the business, and then that's fine. But there was this one blonde chick who, like, came up to me. And she's getting, like, really close, like, up in my face when she's talking. And, like, to the point where I had to take a step back. And she's going, she's going, where are you going to be next? You're so funny. Where are you going to be next? And she was drunk. And then she's like, yeah, but you picked on me and my friend when we went to the bathroom. And I was like, no, that was Jim. And it really was Jim. It wasn't me. She didn't even remember. She's like, no, but you're so funny. Where are you going to be next? And I was like, oh, you know, I was like, I got a bunch of shows coming up. I was like, you know, you could check my website. She goes, can't you give me a preview? And I and she was drunk. I didn't even know what that meant. I was like, does she want me to tell her a joke? The fuck you mean? Can I give you a preview? I don't know what that means. So she's like, and I was like, what do you mean preview? She, can't you tell me where you're going to be next? And I go, no, listen, I was like, I got a lot of shows coming up. And like, I make sure that I put all my shows, a lot of like, mainly like 95% of my shows more are on my website. Sometimes I have them in my head and I got to add them to my website, but like a lot of them I put on my website so I could see, so I can tell. And so I said to her, I'll go to the website. She's like, oh, you just can't tell me? And she's getting like real in my face. You're so funny. And I took another step back and she just wouldn't leave me. Like this chick was like all over me, wouldn't leave me. So finally she gets like real close to me and like starts talking to me again. And I had to take another step back because she was all over me. And then I see my wife just like lean over and start walking over. And I'm going, oh, fuck. Here we go. This is it. Like she's going to, you know, my wife was having some drinks. Now my wife knows I'm at, you know, she's, I'm at, that's my place of work. You know, and, and she's not, she can't put me in a situation where, and she's smart to know that. <laughs> But at the same time, if there's some chick that's like doing that, you know, she's got to, you know, I, I would do the same thing if I saw some dude like, oh. so finally she kind of leans over and she's like, is everything all right or what's going on? And I was like, no, nah, nothing, you know, and, and like she was trying to like let the girl know and it got to the point where the girl just didn't get the, the hint. So I had to go back into the showroom. I went to the bathroom and then I stayed in the showroom while they were out there and they were waiting for me. And I called my wife in and her friend and they stayed. And even other audience members are like, yeah, you're going to stay in here and, you know, wait for that, that, you know, that group to leave. Like other people saw it and was like, and it was just really like weird. And I'm like, yeah, I just can't. And then, you know, and it was, I made, I made the smart move, but like some people just don't have tact. They don't know when to stop. If you're like, okay, yeah, thanks. I'm glad you enjoyed the show. Thank you. But they're just, you know, drunk or whatever. But it just figures that the one time some chick is like literally smothering me, my wife is at a bar watching it. So now it's like, oh, is this what always happens? And I'm like, no, it's not. And it really like, I mean, you get that a little bit, but never like this. And it just figures. And I was talking to Jim about it. And it's just like Murphy's Law, man. That shit happens at the worst time. But uh, no, I, I had to keep backing up. It was... You know, it was it was pretty. We just laughed about it afterwards, but great time. People were drinking this week, man. I guess the St. Patty's week brought it out of people. But even before St. Patty's, man, people people were and they were great crowd, great drinking crowds and everything. But holy shit, man, people went off this week. 
I saw the tables, people getting giant drinks, and it was it was a great time. But uh, so that was that was the the week at Levity. Unacceptable for the week. Uh, unfortunately, this is uh, this many people in the country that are listening to this aren't going to understand it, so I'm going to have to explain it. But there's a mall uh, where Levity is. It's, it's the Palisades Mall. And um, it is the worst parking situation of a mall in America. I even talked about it on stage and the place was going nuts because it is, you can't find a spot. You have to literally wait. They're waiting like crack. It's like, hey, hey, you leaving? Where's your car? You leaving? Where's your car? Like, it, that's, it, it's the most, it's the worst parking situation of any mall. It is unacceptable. They built this mall and it clearly just doesn't have enough parking for people. And it's unacceptable. You are driving around. I mean, you could get there and drive around for a half hour waiting for a place to park. It is unacceptable. It is the worst parking situation. So it's got a great, like the top floor is amazing. It's got this amazing comedy club. It's got an IMAX theater. It's got a movie theater. It's got every restaurant you could want there. And stuff. It's got a Lucky Strike bowling alley up there. It's got a Buffalo Wild Wings. It's got a Dave and Buster's. It's got sushi up there. It is literally. It's got a. It's got. If you like fast food, it's got McDonald's. It's got Outback. It's got fuck. I, I know. I sound like a. I'm selling the place, but it's it's the best top floor of any mall. It's like a playground for. The only thing it doesn't have is a fucking casino up there. Anything else? But I love to go Dave and Buster's, drink, shoot hoops, play video games. It's ridiculous. So. You'll have a great time on the top floor of this mall. Be honest with you, the food court's great too. They just added like a Popeyes and a KFC. It's a great mall. Worst parking in America. Worst parking in America. It is unacceptable how bad the parking is there. That's the unacceptable for the week. And if you're ever in this area and you ever go to the comedy club or you ever show up to the Palisades Mall, you will know what I'm talking about. And you go, oh, you know what? That was a great unacceptable for the week on the Verzi Effect podcast. I am telling you, it is awful. So that's unacceptable for a week. And right when you thought, wait a minute, can this Verzi Effect podcast get any better? He talked about shitting himself or almost shitting himself in a, in a, in a supermarket, okay? He talked about the hilarious Jim Florentine pranking him. I got had by the master. Talked about these great shows. Talked about some drunk chick coming up with me in front of my, my wife. You know, it's, I talked about, you know, the, the, the whole situation and you're like, wow, man, this is a pretty detailed, good podcast. And guess what else I got for you? I saw a movie folks in the theater and I'm going to give you a movie review too. And I got sports coming up and I got plugs coming up. Man, it's a perfect one. 32 minutes in is a Verzi Effect podcast show. I'm your host, Paul Verzi. Now, here we go. The Incredible Burt Wonderstone. I saw a, a sneak pre, a sneak uh, peek or whatever, the, the, the premiere or whatever. You know what the fuck it is. The Thursday before the Friday it comes out. Uh, and I saw it uh, Thursday night after the show. After performing in front of those rowdy animals. Me and Chris Lamberth, uh, my buddy, has been on the show before. By the way, he has a podcast called the uh, Mondane Festival. He just started. Check that out. Um, but he came, and as always, he fucking fell asleep. I swear to God, every one of my friends that goes to a movie with me late, whether they're a comedian or not, falls asleep. You got that friend, right? That's that's going to be an unacceptable one of these days. I think actually I did it. I know, no, that wasn't unacceptable on the Verzi Effect podcast. People that fall asleep in a movie, you pay twelve fifty. I have these friends, and we didn't go at fucking midnight. We went in an eleven o'clock movie, and it's an hour and a half movie. Look over, eleven thirty. Chris Lambert is fucking in his fifteenth dream, fucking just head tilted, and then he'd pop, <laughs> he'd pop his head up and see one funny part and start laughing as if he was watching the thing. Really funny. He probably did see some parts. But he was in and out of the movie. But anyway, so Chris showed up to the show on Thursday. We go to see the uh, incredible Burt Wonderstone at 11 o'clock. Now, movie started out really funny to the point where you're like, holy shit, this is a sleeper. This may be a really funny movie. It was a good movie. 
It was an entertaining movie. It was a movie that if you were on your couch at home and it came on, you would probably sit and watch, you'd be amused, and it would take you through the entire thing. It was not a great movie. It could have been great. It was not great at all. It, it's, it started out to be really good and then almost teetered on, like, weak. So, out of five stars, the Verzi Effect podcast will give it, ah, uh, I give it like two and three quarters. Really close to three stars, but I, I, I don't think I could quite give it three. Um, Jim Carrey started out, his part started out, it was kind of like he's mocking a Chris Angel, where like magic, it just gets like so ridiculous, it gets to the point where, you know, that whole street magic and stuff like that, you know, that was funny, but it it just wasn't really realistic, and I I mean, it wasn't, uh, it it was, it wasn't, it just could have been great, it should have stayed, the way that the movie started, it should have stayed that way, I shouldn't say realistic, I'm just so, I'm so used to saying movies I don't like aren't realistic, no, this was funny, it's basically about Steve Carell, and um, Steve Buscemi are are friends. They're little kids and they're friends. And then they, you know, they get a magic kit. Steve Carell gets a magic kit. They become partners, and they end up headlining like one of you know the biggest casino in in Vegas for ten years. But then it gets old and stale. And Jim Carrey is like the new cool, like you know, Chris Angel, mind freak, street magic, having a TV show, and they're kind of mocking that. And it started out really funny, and then, ah, whatever. You know, of course, there's a little bit of a love interest in it. Of course, there's, you know, it's just one of those movies. But it did entertain me, and it did have some funny parts. It had its moments. So I would say good movie. Don't know if it's worth the twelve fifty, but, you know. It, see, another thing. I love Vegas. I love the whole entertainment thing. I love the whole Vegas thing. I go to Vegas once a year. You know, so so seeing that just brings me there. It brings me back there. It brings me like, you know, you know what it's like. You, you see those things. You go to shows and you see the tourists. It, it's just really fun. So that's another reason why I liked it. So it does give you this Vegas feel, this, you know, performing feel and all that stuff. Another reason why, you know, that I liked it. You know, Steve Carell, obviously very funny. I think uh, Olivia Wilde, I think that's her name. She was in it. She did a good job. Uh Gandolfini's in it as the owner and uh that you know that was it so I guess that's as thorough as I could be with it if I mean there's really nothing out in theaters I mean you won't be disappointed but you're not gonna be like oh that was fucking epic you're not definitely not epic so I was gonna see Dead Man Down yesterday or uh, The Call. I got a funny feeling, okay? And people are going to disagree. And everyone's saying that they think this movie, The Call, is going to be corny with Holly Berry as the operator. And then, there's, you know, the serial killer. I got a funny feeling it's going to be surprisingly better than people think. But, you know, I, here, here's one. I mean, I could, it could be 100% wrong. See, I think it's going to be one of the movies where it's absolutely awful. And everything, everybody, it's just like beyond awful or it's like surprisingly good to where people are like, oh, that movie was really different and good. The one thing that I think is different and cool about it is you see the killer's face in it. You see who it is. You know who it is. And it's just a matter of trying to catch him. That's kind of different because usually when they do movies like that, you don't know who it is and they have to find him at the end. And that what that's what keeps you going. This, you kind of know who it is. So on that aspect, I wanted to see how Hollywood writes that movie. Because he's, his identity is revealed. So I, I, I'm interested in that. Dead Man Down is about revenge. Like I said, you can never go wrong. All I needed to do was see a guy being tortured with rats. And I was like, I just, I'm in. You know, Terrence Howard said we're going to kill everything he loves. I'm like, I'm going to that. So I will let you know about those movies as well. But, you know... How do you say no to, how do you say no to Steve Corral and Jim Carrey? I, we had to see it. I mean, of course it looks stupid, but we had to see it. Steve Carell was, was uh, they said he was everywhere too. He was promoting it. Okay, so that's the movie review. Now, folks, moving on to sports, it looks like my New York Knicks are really reeling and it's getting ugly. It's getting really fucking bad right now. 
I mean, every time I'm, I'm looking at if the scores when I can't watch a game because I'm working or traveling or whatever, I look and I don't see that. I always see the other team they played highlighted and the Knicks losing by double digits and it's scaring the shit out of me and it's letting me know while that's happening, the Miami Heat are, you know, peeling off 22 straight wins. I don't know. I just, it might be back to the old Nick ways. I'm really hoping not. It's, it's, I don't know what's wrong, why this team is, I mean, I'm not going to say cursed, but shit. And they went into Denver, and luckily I fell asleep. I was all excited to watch the Knicks in Denver. And I'm laying on the couch, and it was the first quarter, and it was still close when I fell asleep. It was like a five-point game. And I just nodded off, and I woke up like in the third quarter, and I saw them getting the fucking, oh, they were getting the piss beaten out of them. And I think they ended up losing by, what did they lose, by 30? It was ridiculous. And they lost to the they lost to the Trailblazers. They lost to the Clippers yesterday. I mean, they're just losing now, and it's I mean, luckily they they still have a good record, and they're still up there in the East. But it, it's 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 bad. We need to get these guys back. No reports on Robinson Cano having any steroids, and I heard he's hitting like 600 in the World Baseball Classic. I'm happy about that. I'm gonna try to get into the Yankees a little more now. If A Rod's gone. If A-Rod's gone and, you know, with Jeter getting a little older, Mariano's last year, I think I'm going to pay attention a little more to baseball this year. See what happens with that. Got the NCAA uh, tournament coming up. I'm going to fill out my brackets. And I don't know if I mentioned this. I think I did. I'm going to be going to the uh, NCAA championship game in Atlanta when we are uh, working down there in April. Uh, So it's going to be amazing to be... Watch the the, the crown uh, champs this year. And that same week, I'm going to be going to the Masters. So it's going to be an amazing April. I got a ton of shows in all those cities that I mentioned. You could see it on the website. And, um, you know, other than that, sports is... I got into an argument with Bill Burr regarding UFC. And here's my... Listen... I know a lot of people love UFC and MMA, and I get that, and that's totally cool, and I understand that it's an insane art form. I respect it. I get it. But like I said before, I just, in boxing, I just, I love that you have to master one art of fighting with your hands. You know, you got to move your feet and everything like that, but you can't kick. It's just your hands, and it's more tactical, I feel like. And that's that's my issue. So for all you people that want to give me shit, I'm not trying to talk shit about the UFC. I'm not trying to say it's bad. I'm not trying to say I just it for me it doesn't it just I don't know. I don't see a guy wrapped around another guy laying down there and then they wait and a guy's either tapping out. I just I like to see somebody I mean I know that they have to break them up sometimes in boxing and they just start hugging, but they're trying to get rid of that more and more. And you know, I just when you watch I guess my argument is when you watch a Muhammad Ali in his prime or you watch like a Roy Jones or a Floyd Mayweather, when you watch the art that those guys do with their hands and how quick and fast and how it's just like when you watch that, you're like, yeah, I don't want to see those guys rolling around kick. I just want to, I love this part of it. So listen, but I, I get it. If you like it, I get it. And, and you know, I was like, oh, UFC stinks. It doesn't stink, but it's just not, I, I, I like boxing a lot more. I like the, I like that, that craft better problem with boxing is that, that there's never good main events. UFC's gotten them beat because UFC puts out a great main event or a great fight every other week. There's something big and cool to watch. The heavyweight division in boxing has sucked. There's nobody. There's nothing. You know, these guys don't want to fight the other good guys because they just care about their records. They want to stay undefeated. It's bullshit. I can't watch soccer because it's soccer. What else am I going to watch? Hockey, I'm going to try. I'm trying, but you can't. I am into NFL free agency. I know the Giants need a running back. Wes Welker to Denver is huge. It's a great, great weapon for Peyton Manning. That's, they're gonna be, that's a 13-3 and three team, I think. They're going to be great. Um, who else? Dolphins stepped up their game. Mike Wallace. Dolphins are going to be good. Dolphins just, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the Dolphins probably going to get a playoff berth with with what they did. And um, that's pretty much it for sports. I'm just hoping that the Knicks can turn this shit around. 
Come on. Fuck. I heard Carmelo Anthony's going through some mar- marital things. I swear to God. Women are so powerful that they can fuck up your team's championship. Think about that. Forget that these guys are getting paid to do it. No, it doesn't matter. Women are so powerful they could fuck your team up. There's probably people writing Carmelo letters. Can you just fix it up with her, man? Just until, <laughs> just until the playoffs, man. Can you please? We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Maybe they go on a hot streak. Uh, okay. Moving on to the plugs now. Got a busy week coming up tomorrow, which is the 19th. I will be doing a 7.30 show at Levity Live. I am back at the Palisades Mall. Uh, Then at 10.45 tomorrow, I will leave Levity Live and I will drive to Stand Up New York in Manhattan. I'm doing a 10.45 at Stand Up New York in Manhattan. That is tomorrow. Wednesday, I am back at Levity Live for the New York Pro Show. I will be doing that. Uh... Oh, Thursday night is a well-deserved night off. Then, 7 a.m., I will be flying out to Indianapolis. I will be opening for Bill Burr in the Egyptian Room Theater in Indianapolis. Friday, March 22nd. Then, I'm flying out to Minnesota Saturday, March 23rd. And I will be performing at the State Theater in Minnesota, opening for the great Bill Burr. And then I will hop on a plane and come home on Sunday. So that is the week. I will be at Levity Live and Stand Up New York tomorrow. Levity Live on Wednesday, Friday in Indianapolis opening for Bill Burr. Saturday in Minnesota opening up for Bill Burr. Please check those dates. If there are tickets available for those theater dates, get them. I don't know if there are any tickets available, but uh, I'm doing a ton of new material. I'm really excited about it. Um, You know, Bill is just the fucking best. And it's going to be a great time, and it's going to be a great show. So please do that. Uh, please go to the Verzi, uh, paulverzi.com for all upcoming shows. I'm also waiting for the date. I will let you guys know, but I'm excited to announce that within the next three months, we do not have a date, but within the next three months, I will be recording my first hour of comedy, of stand-up. I'm really excited about it. Um, I've been really picky with the material. That's kind of why I've waited but uh, this is the year, uh, you know, that I wanted it to come out. So uh, sometime, by, I would say by June, you know, I would say by June, uh, the venue and all that stuff, and, and I'll have it, have it done. But uh, I should know within the next, I would say, month where and when it's going to be. And uh, if anybody's in the area and wants to come out to that, I don't know what kind of promotions we're going to be doing for it or how we're going to be pushing it. But, you know, um, I will let you guys know. But that is something that I am looking forward to doing. Um and I'm uh, going to be calling the uh, album Let Me Tell You Something. And um, it's something I've been waiting for for a while. I'm excited about it. So I would say, again, you know, probably by June it will be done, maybe even in late May. But I will let you know all the details, and I would love it for you guys to come out there and um, and support that and be part of the audience of my first uh, of my debut comedy album, which I'm, I'm looking forward to. So that's going down. And... Uh, what else? What is? I got nothing to complain about. Kids doing great. Wife just had a birthday. Got new sneakers. My feet are nice and fresh. What can you do? Uh, it's a weird way to end. <laughs> got new sneakers. My feet are looking nice and fresh. Uh, that's the show. No, but please, again, download the Butterfly Radio. And again, if you guys, if you guys download, if you guys can download Butterfly Radio... If I'm doing a show that I'm headlining, or a show that I'm on, a show that I'm headlining. Uh, by the way, yes, if you're in the Poughkeepsie area, I'll be headlining Bananas at Poughkeepsie April 20th. But if I'm doing that, if you download the free, if you download the app, and you send me a message on Butterfly Radio, and you want to come see a show, I will get your k- tickets comped for that. So, I mean, that's a no-brainer. All you got to do if you have an iPhone is download something and then go to my podcast, which is on Butterfly Radio, on, on the app, and say, hey, Paul, whatever, I did blah, blah, blah. I see you're going to be here. I love some tickets. I'd love to get in there, and then we'll, and I'll make that happen for you. You just give me your information on that message, and I will take care of it for you. But please download uh, download that app. 
And um, that's pretty much it. So you guys know where I'm going to be. Going to have some guests on the show, but, you know, I know that at the end of, uh, you know, right before I got to the 100th episode, I was having a bunch of guests on. And, uh, you know, I know that half of you guys like when I'm alone and half of you guys like when I have a guest. That's why I, I try to break it down like that. I was going to have Florentine on the show, but it was just we were too busy. There was too much going on. There was really never a window for it, which is pretty much why I have to do this shit on a Monday. And again, I do apologize for the delay, but I will have more guests on and we'll be able to, uh, you know, get some people. If you guys have any requests of guests you would like me to have on, I mean, I can't guarantee it, but I can definitely work on it if, you know, if I can get more, you know, get more guests on. Don't know um, with the traveling next week uh, exactly what night I'm going to put it on, but I think when I get back to my hotel in Indianapolis on Friday night, I will record the next one. If not, it will be, it will be on Saturday. All right, guys, this has been episode 103. Uh, and, uh, that's pretty much it. I hope you enjoyed it until episode 104. I'm out of here. Get me, please follow me on Twitter at Paul Verzi. That's V I R Z I and get me on Facebook. I got a fan page on Facebook, which I rarely use. And then I got my regular Facebook. Go to both of them. Request me as a friend. You know, tell me Robinson Cano sucks just to fuck with me. Then I'll get crazy and I'll definitely get back to you because he doesn't suck and you're a fucking hater, okay? And he didn't take steroids, people. He didn't. He did. I called it. Dude, I fucking called it. And I'm just trying to think, would I rather the New York... If here, here's, my, here's my thing real quick. I'll, I'll end with this. I'll leave with this. I just want to see the Knicks win a championship. So here's what we need to do. If any of you people listening to this know somebody that knows somebody. Know somebody on the Knicks. Know somebody who knows somebody on the Knicks. Just say, look, man. New Yorkers are dying for this shit. I would rather take the Yankees and the Giants not winning for a decade. I would take 10 years right now, the Yankees and Giants not winning, for the Knicks to win just fucking once. Once can I watch? Can I watch the fucking? Can I watch a team that can compete for a championship fucking once? Jesus, the fuck is it gonna take? We got the talent. Play defense. These fucking dudes don't want to play defense anymore. First thirty games of the year, the Knicks were the best defensive team in the league. Now I'm seeing Tyson Chandler. Fucking, it's ridiculous. All right, you know, I could go into a whole other fucking podcast right now about this shit. So I don't need to. They, they just need to win. They need to win. They need to listen to the Verzi effect and hear in my voice how much I need. Fuck everybody. I need this shit. And then like a typical fucking, you know, spoiled New Yorker as far as sports. They'll win. And then I'll be like, all right, Eli's got to get a third. Can he just get a third? That's how spoiled I am. And you have every right, if you are in Cleveland right now, or if you are in Kansas City right now, or if you are one of these sports fans who've never seen their team win, and you're listening to me complain after I've seen my Yankees and Giants do that, to say, you know something, Paul, go fuck yourself. My team hasn't won anything, you spoiled bitch. You're 100% right. I should go fuck myself because it's not right. But that's all I want to see. That's it. I'm done. You guys have been great. You guys have been a really, really great crowd tonight. All right, guys. Till episode 104, I am out of here. Enjoy yourselves, and uh, I will talk to you uh, next weekend. I'm out of here. Take care.